Welcome to episode 72 of All the Small Takes. It is another late Wednesday night. This is kind of becoming a pattern for us. Uh, the late Wednesday night time slot. Cooper, John are here with me. Uh, how are we hanging in there, guys? I know it's late. Cooper, how are you? You look particularly tired. I'm okay. I feel like I probably should have been in bed and like woken up to do this podcast. I know it's 945, but that's probably what should have happened. Well, we're training. Training for next weekend or this weekend. That is true. We have the next weekend. This, this is the second convocation of the Small Takes Summit. Sure. Yeah. Those are some big words. I know. John, how are you? <laughs> Doing good. Doing good. Surviving. Or thriving. Uh, thriving. I am. I am sealing the results from the polls <laughs> in, the, in the envelope, just so there's no uh, collusion or anything going on there uh, between. Now and when we announce them, hmm. it is. How's it going? is very interested in them, so it's gotta gotta keep the cat interference to a minimum. All right, keep the what, what was the end of NBA draft that the the rumor was that or like the conspiracy theory is that the envelope that had the Knicks on it was like frozen. That's how the Knicks ended up with Patrick Ewing. Yeah, frozen frozen envelopes. Frozen it's envelopes. FIFA's big into the frozen envelope. Uh, what FIFA? I, Corrupt. Yeah. I think they do throw some ping pong balls, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, we have a good amount to cover this week. Uh, Want to hear about Cooper's weekend? We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but first, check out the small takes on Twitter at Small Takes, where we just tweeted out the updated standings. A certain someone picked up two games on John and Cooper this weekend in the uh, in the pick six. So. Ground is closing. I picked up one game. John's right. One game. One game. Yep. But John and I are now in a, a two-way tie for second behind Cooper. Um, so things are tightening up. I think John might have learned his lesson this past weekend, or maybe Cooper too, that you guys should not be in 100% agreement <laughs> each week. Yeah. <laughs> but at this point, if I'm in 100% agreement with John, I can't lose. Yeah, he boxes me out. Oh, that's true. That would be a very long con move. <laughs> but do you trust me to just not pick up at least one game through the rest of the... It doesn't uh, matter. You could pick up as many games as you like. As long as I finish above John, I don't lose. <laughs> and John has true. to wear the tie. I get the tie. Yeah, John gets the tie, get rel- the relegation tie. <laughs> I get tied. Yep. And I bounce back from potentially having to put a tie on week five. To, uh, to now being right in the mix of things. so Yeah. It's no. definitely one of those things where as like, soon as we start putting money on these things, we'd actually like start getting them wrong, right? Because we're like doing way too well. My, yeah, well uh, yeah. What are you, Cooper, what are you, 13 and is, 5? I think I'm 13 and 5. You guys are 12 and 6. Yeah. That's pretty good. You're, you're making money. If you're, I'm pretty impressed with us. Yeah, we're all making money right now. Yeah. Johnny, but we're not. You were saying, John, your, one of your nieces, has she been riding with us? And is she rolling in the big bucks right now down in Mississippi where gambling uh, is legal? No, not quite. My, my, <laughs> my, my sister's been feeding her the games, and uh, she's gotten like 67% of them right. They've just been picking them straight up, though. They haven't been doing them against the spread. They do, like, they, they do like 20 college football games a week or something like that. Is she doing like Ooh. a like like the FIFA octopus that like swims to one side or the other, or is she like actually yeah. saying the names of the team? <laughs> How is she picking the games? Oh, oh, she's capable of saying the names of the team. Yeah, she's. A, you know, I don't know. I'll get. I'll get into that. 
I'll get into that. <laughs> okay. Talk about it next week. All right. So we'll where we're... to keep the listeners coming back, you know? Yes, definitely. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Twitter. That's where we were, that's where we uh, started, and that's where we'll finish this little rabbit hole. Uh, at Small Takes, check it out. Cooper, really quickly before we get into anything else, how was the Jerry World experience? Incredible, like the Cathedral of Football is what I'm now calling AT and T Stadium. Um, it's quite impressive. TCU sucks. Um, did, did fans were weak. They did not bring nearly enough fans, um, which is why the stadium wasn't full on Saturday. So that was a little depressing. Uh, but the Cowboys game was a great experience. That was our season opener. Stadium was packed. It was lit. Lots of energy. It was fun. That's right. I forgot you went to both games. Yeah. Sunday night game. Dude, Giants. No offensive line. Porous. Sucks. They're horrible. <laughs> I saw one of my favorite college football scenes at the game. Which is uh, a sad big nut, or whatever the guy that guy's name is. Was he sad? Yeah, he was. Sad. It was like in the middle of the game. It was like right after TCU. Did they get a defensive touchdown or something like that? No. They, they almost did some, they did returned a yeah. kick return on this really cool play that was illegal. Oh, where well, the guy they laid down and then they forward passed it. What's a cool idea? They, it was. Cool they idea. do that all the time. They do it all the time. It works better at their home stadium because. He blends in. They they lay him down on one of the big letters, and they they wear all black a lot at home. Yeah, and so he I actually they should have done that on the opposite side of the field. So he wasn't in the. Yeah. I actually had that same exact thought. They chose the wrong yeah. side to do that on. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good play, but it was a forward pass. So. Yeah, it was a fun experience. It was yeah. pretty awesome. It's way better when Ohio State wins too. The Big Twelve is basically razzle. The closest thing we have to razzle dazzle football exists in the Big Twelve. What is razzle dazzle football? You ever played razzle dazzle football? No, it's John, like when John, you tell me eat you, you eat fruity pebbles and you okay, play you, the football. You guys are both. I mean, no. <laughs> it's it's where it's where there's like no stoppage in play whatsoever, and uh, like as soon as like you're down, you can just like go and lots of laterals and gray areas on like what is and isn't a forward lateral. It's fun. It's, it's like it's basically schoolyard football. It sounds like rugby, kind of. Yeah. It sounds like football. Isn't that how every kid plays football in their back? Like, who actually enforces, like, you were beyond the line of scrimmage. That is now coming back. Ten-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. Like, who enforces that as a kid? My dad would make us run the plays <laughs> over <laughs> if there was an illegal formation. <laughs> Too many men in the backfield. Yeah. The wide receiver was covering up the tight end. You got to do that one again. Yep. <laughs> I, I get to the side. I point to make sure that we were good. That I was, I was on on the line. That <laughs> didn't happen. Um, anyway, that was, this has been a really long way to introduce our social media. Um, so at Small Takes, check it out. Leave a review. Download. Subscribe. John, do you have a relegation update for us? Oh yeah. Sorry, I was I was doing my other thing that I, I need to do. But I can give you I can give us a relegation update right now because I'm pretty sure I know it by heart. Um, so, uh, Man United um, may have won this weekend. Is that correct? That's correct. Pretty sure. <laughs> I was using that as, as like an opener. Like they may have won this weekend, but they're still. <laughs> and I just wanted to verify that they did win this weekend before I, you know, got too far ahead of myself. Anyway, Man United may have won this weekend, 
but they still sit in a precarious position at eight. <laughs> um, so eight is only uh, 10 spots out from the relegation zone. Seven um, points ahead. And early on, early on, it gets really, you know, clustered up and they are seven points ahead of relegation right now. Uh, but man, that goal differential, it's a problem for them. It's, uh, it's, uh, they've been locked down there in eighth space. Yeah. They're, they've had a very mediocre season, you know, but anyway, Hey John, how'd your, news, uh, Ar- how'd Arsenal's champions league game go this week? And other news, Arsenal yeah. is only, <laughs> only three points out of, uh, out of a champions league spot right now. So pretty exciting stuff for the gunners. Things moving in the right direction. We'll see. So, we'll give it time. So if the season ended today, would Man U be closer points-wise to relegation or to Champions League? Champions League. Really unclear at this point. It's unclear <laughs> at this point. Simple math. Too early 12. to tell. 12 minus 9 is greater than 9 minus 2. Exactly. Thank you. Um, greater than? We'll move on. That's good. Yep. We'll stop with that. All right. Thank you, that. Cooper. That was perfect. That's no. my... Oh my goodness! I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> All right. School teacher Cooper, Cooper left the battle. Yep. So John, just you and I for the rest of the, of the uh, <laughs> podcast. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> Cooper actually stood up and left. This is not not a drill. Cooper is gone. Um, I see you were at Rocket we... Mississippi State garb. I am Mississippi State of mind. We should go ahead and do his pick six for him. We should. Yeah. Um, do we want to jump right into that? Is that what's next? I'm not looking at the agenda. Sorry. No, next on the agenda block. is some NFL fraud talk. Oh, okay. We, can, we actually we could start that conversation without him because I think we can start it with the Cincinnati Bengals. Cool. Since, since so this this is going to be a discussion of which two and O teams in the NFL are frauds or not. This is a variation on the the segment dope or not that we've done in the past. So John, we'll start with the Bengals. Are the Bengals a fraud or not? Um. I don't know. So with the, with the Bengals right now, my favorite uh, my favorite thing about the Bengals is the how bad are the Bills comparison that you can do now because the Bengals blew out the Ravens and the Ravens destroyed the Bills <laughs> and it's it's like it's this chain of things where it's like pretty sure the Bengals aren't that good. Um, so I'm gonna say they're they're a frat. I don't know. They beat they beat the Ravens and they beat uh, Prison Kate's Ponies and Prison Kate's Ponies. Not looking bad this year, but it, it was Andrew Luck's first football game in like four years. So um, I don't think you can quite take the those ponies at you know full strength. So you've also got that's another instance of like the transitive property because then the ponies went out and beat the R words, mm-hmm. and we don't know how good the R words are, even though they won their week one game. There's a lot that's of like, true. are we sure they're good? I'm not sure the Bengals are good. They've got yeah. a test this weekend against the Panthers, Cooper. Is that right? Cheers. Yep. Cheers. I'm just going to sit back here. Yeah, no, yeah. We, we, we dove right into it without you. We're, t- we're discussing whether or not your Cincinnati Bengals are frauds or not. Um, yeah, I figured I could hear you guys the whole time. Um, Could you now? Tough. I, I don't know what's going on. I think uh, they looked really good in their first two games. They're probably going to come out in the next two at sitting at two and two. They got, I think... They have the Panthers and then the Falcons, both on the road. Um, easily could come out both those games, two and two. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Their offense is good. They're not going to have Mixon for at least two games. 
and Perfect is still out. I'm leaning towards not frauds, though. It's a lot of talent on the offense. They can move the ball, averaging like 34 points in their first two games. And that Baltimore Ravens defense, um, I don't think is that much of a joke. But can the Bengals' defense survive the war of attrition, which is targeting calls and other things? The... Yes, I think they can. I think they, hopefully, they've been preparing they, for that. They just got to wait. They got to wait until Burfitt gets back before they can shuttle another player out on a four-game suspension. They have to stagger them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most Do likely, Burfitt will like line them up pretty perfectly, though. Have they been updated on the new like? Head rolls, do you think? Or do you think they just no. kind of skip that no. part of training camp? Yeah. They're like, yeah. ah, it's not really that important. No. Nope, just go kill someone. That's what the Bengals are instructed to do. <laughs> that was, like, so great, too, because I, like, hate that narrative. Like, there are a few narratives in sports that make me more angry than bad boys Bengals. And then Sean Williams, of course, gets the uh, very first targeting ejection of the NFL season. I was like, oh, great. That's awesome. Perfect. On like an indisputably dirty play. Oh, so. it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. I mean, it was Andrew Luck was, tackle. Was, it wasn't even. It was a tackle. It was like a. It was a, a shiver with the helmet to the helmet, and like the, at the end of Andrew Luck's slide. Yeah. Um, yeah. But someone has to win this division. Going back to are the Bengals frauds or not, and the Steelers are falling apart at the seams, imploding, exploding, everything. Yes. Yeah. Although Antonio Brown back at practice today, um, and doesn't want to be traded, does not want to be traded. Um, so John, John thinks the Bengals are kind of frauds. Cooper is high on the Bengals. I think. I not. think. I think they have a very real chance of winning this division. I think they by far look like the best team in the division. So far, it's early. It is early. We don't know how good the Ravens are. I really, I agree with John on that. What do we think about the Bucks? It's magic. There's a, there's a little bit of a quarterback controversy. I would say more than a little bit. There's a full blown controversy because Deshaun, Sean Jackson came out and said that, basically said that they can't put Jameis back in when he's reinstated oh. after week three, and that's I mean that's your number one wide receiver coming out in defense of the guy who no one expected to be the starter after week three. Are the Bucks frauds? Or are they for real, Cooper? Can I say like both? Like I, mean, I think the Bucks yes. are going to be a decent team, but I just don't see them winning that division and making the playoffs. I think that's a really tough division in football. I think maybe the toughest. Hmm. Um, but I definitely don't think they're a bad team. Like I just don't think they're going to flame out for the rest of the year. Fitzpatrick, like he's done this before, right? He was ten and six with the Jets. Like, yeah, no. um, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, he's not a bad quarterback by any means. I sure hope he starts over Jameis when Jameis comes back. Um, so I think they'll compete. I think they're going to make it really tough on like the Saints and the Panthers. Yeah, that is, that is a stacked division. And the Saints have have been maybe one of the more underwhelming teams to even yeah. be a, to even be a one and one for them is a little bit of a they kind of stumbled their way backwards into it with the Browns Brownsing all over the place on Sunday. Uh, John, what do you think about the Bucks? And maybe that just we can just talk about this division as a whole too, because it is probably the most intriguing division of football right now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the Bucks are interesting because um, so every every team in the NFC South has two really really hard games each year, and that's at New Orleans and at Atlanta. They're both dome games, you know, and 
but those are going to be different things. And the Bucks already have one of those behind them, which is huge, because um, it means at the end of the year, the Saints are going to have to come to them, which will be beneficial. But I don't know. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick has done this act before where he plays really well and then the team falls apart. And I don't think a quarterback controversy is going to help the team stick together uh, at all. But I'm also not sure Jameis Winston's going to be on the team all that long. I mean, because he's also the subject. He's subject to a lawsuit right now um, for the assault he made on the Uber driver. And I mean, it could be that they trade him away to someone else. Um, I don't know. Maybe Sam Bradford breaks his arm again or something, and he gets traded away to Arizona. They they could be good. I don't I don't see them sustaining because they haven't sustained yet. I thought they were going to be really good last year. That didn't pan out. Might happen again this year. Who knows? Deshaun Jackson is. It's kind of sad that he's their number one wide receiver. Is um, it though? Why is it sad? I think he's like he's still got legs. Obviously, like he's still got well, the speed to be a like deep threat number one wide receiver. Yeah, I guess he, he he does in bursts, but I mean, there's a reason that the Eagles passed on him, and there's a reason the Redskins passed him down the line too to the Buccaneers. Um, and it's because he's not what he was when he did the uh, Miracle of the Meadowlands and returned the punt return uh, to, to just shock the Giants. Um, so, it, I don't know. It's whatever. Um, I don't I think, think they I, have I two good wide receivers, ones. though. They have because uh, Mike, Mike Evans is not bad. And no, OJ Howard's would, their tight end. OJ Howard's really good. There are options uh, on this team. And we've been saying, I think like people have been saying this for a while about the Bucs. Like, yeah, Jameis can get his act together. Like this team is set up to be good. And Jameis could just like couldn't ever do it. Um, and I think we're kind of seeing the fact like Fitzpatrick is leading this team. I think this team this yeah. team is very talented. They're very talented and they're in a good spot because they I mean they won their first two games, right? They're two and oh. Yeah, that's why we're doing the segment. That's why yeah, that's why yeah. they're in the segment. I mean, like so they're they're in a good spot and if they hold on they can you know, they could make the playoffs, but it's just you know, have they done that before? Have they done that with this group? And it's like, yeah, I mean, no, they haven't. And so I don't know. I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. The Saints have not... the Saints have to have better games than like I think the Saints speak of a team that's too talented. They have to be better than what we've seen so far. Like I I think of all the teams in this division, if you had to pick one, I would put my money on the Saints right now, even with how they've looked. Same yeah. through two weeks. I would definitely do that. So, so you should not put your money on the Saints if you're listening. Yeah, <laughs> because we just unanimously are, agreed with that. They're yep. going one in fifteen right this year. So. Yep. Uh, who else? Fraud or nah? Um, the Dolphins two and zero and frauds. leading frauds. I, I'll just end it yeah. there. Frauds. I I didn't know they were two and zero or playing football. Is is what's his face from Texas A&M their quarterback? Tannehill. Tannehill, yeah, is he back? Yes. Oh, okay, that's nice. That's a, that's a feel good story. But so they've yeah. beaten. Who have they beaten? Are they at the top of the division right now? Then. Yeah. Oh yeah. They so they've beaten the, the Titans, who are okay, and the Jets, and the Jets, who are probably not okay. And then, but I mean, their schedule, like they play the Raiders next weekend, who for some reason don't have a pass rush. Um, then they play the Patriots, and they've always, always, always played the Patriots tough, even when the Dolphins have had down really? years. Yeah, okay. especially in Miami. And this game is in New England, but still, I don't know their schedule like doesn't lay out where like I I kind of believe in the Dolphins. And the year before Tannehill got 
injured. Did like he tore his ACL? Was it last season? The start of the season? I don't know. He they do get to. He had a year before, before he got hurt, whatever year that was, where he was like a top 12 quarterback in the league. Yeah, they didn't make the playoffs, though. I can't name another player on that offense. Jay Ajay? No. Something yeah. No. Jarvis Landry. Oh, wait. Hold on. They drafted uh, Gasicki in the second round as a tight end. Um, oh, they, have, they have Amendola. Oh, they do have Amendola. Anyways, oh, so they played the, New England. They played the Bills twice, so that's two wins. Two wins. Um, but I still think they're frauds. Played the Lions, that's a win. We could I do that. Five we could do the Bills and so, yeah, go. let's walk walk through their schedule. All right, yeah. how do we think they're gonna finish? <laughs> <laughs> We're not actually gonna do this. Um, Please no. But I I I believe in the Dolphins. Um, and it seems like this is as open a year as any for a team in the AFC East. To, to make a, a little bit of a run. Cooper, what? What? Don't. No, it's just the decision to get ice out of the... Never mind. Never mind. We're having a a family <laughs> dispute right now. Wait, do we have an audience on all ends of the podcast tonight? I think so. Um, wow. This is a first? This is a first. Live studio audience. I feel awkward now. I know. Almost like naked. Well, not yet. Not until someone... <laughs> Not until someone has to wear the tie. (laughs) Um, All right. The other one I was going to mention here is the Broncos. Can we just unanimously agree that they're frauds and then watch them go 14-2? and No, they're not frauds. Why are they frauds? Are we really going to do this again with Case Keenum? Do you actually think they're frauds? Yes. Oh, because Case Keenum's a terrible quarterback. They are the third best team in that division. Behind. The Chiefs are good. The Chargers have done nothing. Like we've said this now for like a year and a half. The Chargers are really good. But then we forget that Phillip Rivers is their quarterback and he's just gonna lose them at least four games in the fourth quarter. Like that's Phillip Rivers. That's what he does. Like wh- uh, why have the Chargers haven't proven anything yet? And Bosa's still out. Like I'm gonna make the Broncos are better than the Chargers until proven otherwise. So who have the Broncos beaten? Not to do the schedule thing again. The Raiders? Okay. Sure. The, the, <laughs> that's a, that's the a mysteriously, mysteriously pass rush less Raiders. Yeah, and then the know. Seahawks, who are atrocious, and they beat them by three points. The Seahawks, who have, like, I think John is the second That's how the Broncos are going to do things. tackle. Their defense is good. Their offense just needs Never. to be, like, proficient. I don't know. That, that's, a, that's, such a, that's a tough division. And I like both their running backs a lot. I like this Lindsey guy a lot. I think he's really good. Are the Browns the only B mascot not to make this list? Bengals, Bucks, Broncos, Browns, Bills, Bills, Bills. Are the Bills, Bills frauds? Bad. Many are asking. <laughs> I don't think the Bills are even a football team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think they had the quarterback that walked out at halftime. They had well, the all-time Quinn broke his ribs. <laughs> like, I mean, they're just. And they're starting. They're starting Nathan Peterman. Yeah, that's no. Sounds... No, they're starting Josh Allen. Peterman throws five interceptions in his one start in a half last year. Coach is like, yeah, we're going to trot that guy out again. We can give him another go. (laughs) He's got the intangibles. Just trust me. Josh Allen is tall. Josh Allen has big hands, so he can be a a quarterback. (laughs) The Bills going from a playoff team to this is just, I don't know. It's awful. 
You hate to see it. Hate to see it. Boom. Uh, really quickly on the topic of the Bills, since we're here, who is the first coach fired in the NFL? Because I think uh, I can't think of his name. McDermott? No. Yeah. Sean, no. Is it Doug? No. No. Who's the Bill? Is it Doug McDermott? No, it's Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott. Yeah. No, right. they're not going to fire him. So who's the Ex- first coach fired? Expect expectations are so low for him. They he know the, they suck. He has the best odds to be the first coach fired. I'm Is that for real? It's for real. Really? Better than Hugh Jackson? Yeah, Hugh Jackson would be my number one. So he's four to one. Hugh Jackson is five to one. Oof. Yeah, um, so the pick for Hugh Jackson is the fact that what John Dorsey was brought in this year's GM, right? So like Hugh's been there longer. And that's not really like John Dorsey's not attached to Hugh Jackson. So And they've got a head coach caliber guy on the offensive side, Todd oh, Haley. Shut dude. No. You know, another team that has who, a head who, coach. Who do they bring in? Guy. Like midseason. No, that's, isn't... that's what they're gonna do, but saying he's a head coach in the NFL, I think is a little ridiculous. You know who else head... has a head coach caliber guy on offensive coordinator? No. The New England Patriots. Josh mm. McDaniels. Real real head coach caliber, you know. So head coach caliber, he almost coached the, the Colts. But you know, all this talk about maybe Brady's upset, you know, maybe maybe Beltuck gets fired midway through the season. Who knows? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. What, yeah. At what point Food is the going to catch up to the fact that the Belichick coaching tree is just a long con ruse for Belichick to plant bad coaches around the league? Because <laughs> the, lion, the Lions are so that's so sad. And McDermott was, tried to be a head coach, and that was like, why do people think that uh, the second time around it's going to go better? Oh, McDaniel's, you mean? Yeah, sorry, McDaniel's. Yeah. Yeah, Josh will take over once I'm gone. Nope. <laughs> um, Matt Patricia has ten to one odds. He's the he has he's tied for the third best odds to get fired first. Oh, they can't fire him yet, and I'm sure the the Lions will blunder into winning a couple of games. Yeah, eh. yeah. Matt Stafford is good for some yeah. garbage time. Um. All right. So so if you guys had to bet, you'd say Hugh Jackson first coach oh, fired. Well, let's fire a coach this week. Let's just do it right now. Who are we firing? Sounds like Hugh Jackson. If you guys are in agreement, I don't have a say in this. I would say Doug McDermott, Sean McDermott. Oh, Bob, I'm definitely. I'm, I'm yeah, whatever his name is, I'm firing <laughs> McDermott. That, that, that's it's gar- like the team is garbage. It's it's disin- It's terrible. I fire him. I, okay, fine. We can fire him. Pull the trigger right I'm now. I'm not gonna put that much of a fight up. I just don't think it's his fault. The roster he has is atrocious. Can I can I give you a value pick? Mike Tomlin at sixteen to one. Mm. Mm. They don't. They don't fire coaches. They just put them out to pasture. <laughs> yeah, they really. The Steelers do not do that. They send them to CBS. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, like things are imploding, exploding. It's going to be end of an what? era in Pittsburgh, and I'm rejoicing, but that's okay. Meanwhile, Marvin Lewis's reign continues. Yeah, we'll Marvin, Lewis is, Marvin Lewis is not going to get fired. Never. Well, he's not. Gonna, he already won enough job. games to it's keep like his job. It's like a Supreme Court justice. It's a, it's a job for life. <laughs> so bad. All right, Top. pick six. Pick six. Should we let's move do on. It. Yeah, yeah let's please. Do it. All right, pick six. Uh, let's start with Notre Dame Wake Forest. Notre Dame is getting seven and a half points at Wake Forest, 
which is not in Wisconsin or Michigan, as I thought until I was in like college. Um, so they will be traveling to North Carolina to play the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, getting seven and a half points. John, who do you like? Um, yeah, I'll take the Irish. Um, okay, so the offense has shown signs of life, signs of getting better over the past three weeks. You might not believe me, but Tony Jones Jr. is actually running through the holes the offensive line makes now, which is huge improvement. I mean, he gets so many more yards when he does that. It's the potential for Dexter Williams to be back, which is also huge because he's actually a running back. Um, so that would be nice to have on the team, a real running back. Um, and I just think um, that they might play better away from Notre Dame Stadium. I think they're probably going to have a different game plan for Brandon. And I think Brandon, for whatever reason, is going to take the game more seriously and that he's not going to make these asinine throws that anyone could intercept, like anyone. Um, so I think all of those are going to combine that. Combine, and I think on top of that, Brian Kelly has also talked about simplifying the playbook and getting back to what they actually do well, which is really an insane comment for a head coach to make if you think about it. Uh, you know, we're we're talking about paring down the playbook and only running only running plays that work. It's like, <laughs> what have you been doing? <laughs> um, so I think it's a step in the right direction, and the defense is still really, really, really good. So. Yeah. I think the defense gets actually gets better each week, which is cool. Um, I'm, I just laugh at Brian Kelly parrying down the playbook because it seems like at least twice a game we run the tunnel screen. Yeah. And the like halfback draw where it's like a misdirection draw where like the quarterback kind of rolls one direction for a couple steps and then hands it off to the running back going the opposite direction. Those are staples of Brian Kelly offense. His playbook is not that expansive is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah. so simplifying it, I don't know how much that's actually going to do for you. Cooper, who do you like? Um, I'm taking Notre Dame because eventually this has to pay off for me. And that's really the only reason. Like, I just can't pick Wake Forest on the points because this would then be the week that Notre Dame covers. So I'm just going to roll with it. You're just going to tie yourself as a dead weight to my shoestrings and make sure I don't yeah. get ahead of you. Uh, no, that has nothing to do with it. He who does not learn from history is doomed to repeat it, Cooper. Okay. Or something. Uh, <laughs> I'll take the Irish, too. We're going to give this the Notre Dame kiss Gosh. of death. <laughs> Please tell him. <laughs> it's happening. It's going to be such a rough weekend. It's happening. So we're all on the Irish. I think I do think they have to like, blow one of these inferior teams out if they are as good as we think they are. They are who we think That's they are. They, they were who we thought they were. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, all right. Stanford at Oregon. This is the probably best game of the weekend. Uh, Stanford's hmm. getting a point and a half at Oregon, which seems, I don't know. Being uh, home dogs is always a little bit of a, um intriguing, especially when it's like top 25 like this. Um, I'll take Oregon. I'll start and I'll take the Ducks at home. I don't know anything about Oregon, but I know at home with those unis uh, against the Stanford team that plays like it's 1950, it just feels like a recipe for um, Stanford to not keep up in this game. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i go ahead and go so John doesn't feel like I'm copying him. I'm going to take Stanford. I don't think a point and a half is enough. Um, Bryce Love is still not on our Heisman hype train uh, list. He's due for a game. 
I just don't think Oregon is good enough yet. Uh, to, I still think they're rebuilding. I just don't think they can play with Stanford. I'll take Stanford. I'm going to take Oregon um, because there's nothing Stanford loves doing more than losing the week before they play Notre Dame. <laughs> but anyone that Notre Dame gets over them is useless. Um, I don't think Stanford's as good as everyone thinks they are, um, partially because I, I, I don't buy into K.J. Costello. I have absolutely no idea. Who's the Oregon head coach right now? Anyone? Helfrich? Yeah. No. He coaches no. not in the NFL. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's just, Okay. In theory, <laughs> so, the, head, the head coach we're gonna get there. is keen to K.J. Costello because Bryce Love is not having the year he's been having. And this is around the time of the season when young quarterbacks start getting different looks and they start getting pressure and they start getting, they start, you start to find problems with them because um, this is his first full year of starting. Uh, so I think this is going to be his growing up game and Stanford is either going to come out of this looking amazing or they might lose. So go Irish. Cooper, did you think of it? Uh, I looked it up. I don't know his name. So. It's like Crystal Ball, Mario Crystal Ball. I have huh. no idea who he is. Crystal Ball, maybe? <laughs> BCS <laughs> Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. All right, connecting some dots. All right, Mississippi State at Kentucky. This is a matchup of 3-0 and teams, John. Um, Cooper, we'll start with you, actually, on this, since you haven't gone first I yet. I hate that you made me start with this, because yeah. I have no idea... What do you mean you have no idea? Risky, That's a lot of points at uh-huh. Kentucky. Uh-huh. Oh, like yeah. a lot. Well-known college football powerhouse, Kentucky. 3-0. and no, Kentucky, Kentucky is 3-0. Kentucky, Florida. who could not beat any of the horrible Florida teams that we've seen in the past decade. Yeah. So here's the deal. I want to take Mississippi State, like, big time. I think Mississippi State is by far the better team. That's just a ton of points on the road. I'll take them anyways. I'll go Mississippi State. I just think I can't pick Kentucky here. They're not as good of a football team. What's the Kentucky running back name? Benny Snell? I have no idea. He's a no up player. He's getting some some underground Heisman hype. NCAA, you know, generic running back (laughs) name. So, John, your thoughts then. Who do you like here? I'm taking Mississippi State. Yep. They're, they're a much better team than can than Kentucky, whatever the heck this other team they're playing is. <laughs> um, they play. I mean, they already beat Kansas State at Kansas State, and I think that's probably a more difficult game than playing at Kentucky. Um, I imagine Kansas State cares a little bit more about their football team than Kentucky does. Uh, and in addition to playing a not great team, I think that they're also actually a good team. I think they're actually probably a very good team because I think Joe Moorhead is – actually good at calling plays, which is something that, um, what's his face? The last coach never seemed to quite master. Um, so I'm going to take state. I'm going to take state easily covering. And they're of course probably going to lose, but my sister, I'm not sure my younger sister listens to the podcast. So who cares? <laughs> uh, put me down for Kentucky. I'll fade oh. you both. I'll fade you both. 10 points is a lot. And, uh, Kentucky's on like a, a little bit of a wave right now. And Benny Snell Jr., in all seriousness, I guess, is like kind of a legit Heisman underground candidate. Keep an eye out. Uh, All right. Fourth up in the pick six, the Big 12 Memorial over-under of the week, Texas Tech at Oklahoma State. 
over under 77 and a half. And so if you remember from last week, it was 64 with Boise State, Oklahoma State, which ended up hitting the over by a point. Yeah. So, so, so this is 12, 12 and a half points higher, 13 and a half points higher. Um, but this is also air raid versus air raid uh, and an inferior opponent to uh, in Texas Tech compared to Boise. So uh, I want to take the under. That feels like a it feels like it's begging to be taken because that's so many points. I'm going to take the over. Wow. It's big, it's big 12 football. It's razzle The unders for wimps. I'm taking the over. This is the big 12 in its purest form. Um, like they ha- have, did you watch those, hor- that horrific commercial they have where the players just, uh, they have like all those red lights shining everywhere and the players are just like jogging in place. And they're talking about how they all have to play each other throughout the whole season. One true champion. Yeah. One true champion. It's, it's, awful commercial that I watched probably at least 40 times this weekend because it was one of the three commercials that aired on ESPN streaming service. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You guys both went over, so it's easy for me to choose. I'm taking the over because it's a... All right. There is no risk associated with that. <laughs> it's a business decision, purely. <laughs> purely. All right. To the NFL, the Prison Kate ponies, Prison Kate's ponies, are six and a half point underdogs at John's Philadelphia Eagles battle for the the house the battle for Vader I don't know what we want to call this sure we'll call it the Vader Bowl yeah the Vader Bowl uh John who do you like here why do I have to go first because this is your game this is like the your house divided let me check something real quick yeah okay prison Kate's asleep I'm taking the Eagles um <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be careful about that. And we can move on. Be quieter. <laughs> Don't drop the soap, John. Don't drop the soap. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. The Eagles looked pretty. Uh, I mean, Gosh. obviously pretty vulnerable this past weekend. Six and a yeah. half points seems like a lot. Andrew Luck is back. Once is back too. I'm gonna oh, take. The don't Eagles. tell him that. Don't tell him that. Come on, Cooper. Um, I, knew, I knew that, John. Give me more credit. Once is back. You couldn't play a worse defense uh, than the Indianapolis Colts. Ooh. And I think, I think the Colts. Ha- I mean, the Eagles have enough on defense to at least slow look down. Who, in all seriousness, has looks really good. They have a very good thing going with their short passing game. The Colts do. Um, but I think the Eagles win by a touchdown. How many Ohio State players have the Colts drafted for their defense in the past three years? One. Malik Hooker. Wow, they drafted more than that. Well, it's Malik Hooker's fault the defense is bad. So maybe, maybe it was in our mock draft that that's what you're getting confused. Maybe that was it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Give me the give me the ponies. I'll ride with Prison Kate. Ooh. Ride with Prison Kate. I mean, there's there's at least the potential here that Wentz. I mean, Wentz has got to be rusty, right? Like he he played a what like a handful well, of preseason series. He hasn't seen live NFL action in a year. Rustier than Andrew Luck, who didn't play football for Andrew four had, years. had two weeks to get back into it, and he's looked better each week. He's thrown multiple interceptions every week. I don't know. This game's at least close. Six and a half. I'll take the, I'll take the Colts. Uh, last game, battle for Los Angeles. Rams, seven and a half point favorites at the Chargers which really isn't like that may as well be a neutral site game and or a home game for not just the Rams, but for any team that comes to the chargers. Um, John, John, I'll let you go first. Since I'm seeing what you're, what you're already getting towards here. 
Well, I mean, Los Angeles is a terrible sports town, and so I put down that I was going to pick a tie. Um, really going to? So you're picking a push, seven and a half points. <laughs> can't do that though, because um, it is a half a point. I realized that after I typed that in. Um, so I'm going to take the Rams. I feel like it's insane not to take the Rams. <laughs> yeah. Once again, I'm in the same conundrum that I was with in with the Mississippi State Kentucky game. Uh, the Rams are by far the superior team. Chargers, like I said, still don't have Bosa, who I think is their most um, effective player on both sides of the ball. He's out until October, I think. So many points. Uh, I'll take the Rams. All right, I already, I already stand for the Chargers, so I feel like I have to, to pick them here. And also, this now gives me one, two, three, <laughs> three games, and and also. Uh, I'm going against you, Cooper, with uh, Oregon Stanford. So I, this gives me optimal opportunity to leapfrog up the standings again. And John, oh, so John, do you have a, a lead pipe lock of the week for us, which you are now 0-3 on <laughs> after Kansas dismantled Rutgers, your, your fire pick of the week. Yeah, for the first time in a decade. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, for my lead pipe lock of the week, we're going back to Florida Atlantic. Um, I trusted them with the first lead pipe lock. Um, Lane, Lane. Lane let me down a lot. So I'm going to going to Florida Atlantic versus UCF. UCF is 13 and a half point favorites. I don't expect Florida Atlantic to win this game, but I'm hoping they can keep it close. Dodge just like at one point, one of these double digit underdogs has to cover the spread. <laughs> they have to. Sometime. Eventually. Just you have a strategy. You're consistent. I'll give you credit for that. You are consistent. Uh where is this game at? Is it at UCF? I, I think. I don't know. It's it's Orlando versus wherever on earth Florida Atlantic is. Yeah. Which... So, somewhere else in Florida yeah. that's flat and hot. Yeah, I mean, it's really all the same after a while. All right. Um, John, if you go Owen, what would it be, 12 with your lead pipe locks, that would be more of an accomplishment than anything else that has ever For happened. For sure. It'd be huge. <laughs> uh, all right, John, it's time. It's that time of the week. It is. And we have the envelope. We are we doing the rankings or the hype train first? You're is it bad, you drive. Is it bad that You're I actually get excited for this? I'm so I'm excited. I'm a little jittery. All right. <laughs> we'll start with the hype train. Um, as is customary. As is customary. We ranked nine players on the hype train this week. Um, in no particular order, we ranked Khalid Kareem, Jalen Elliott, Kyler Murray. Oh, just give us the order, John. To attack Levo. Well, no, because you guys you guys have to vote people off first. To attack oh, Levo, Dwayne Haskins Sr., Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> Will Greer, Drew Locke, and Aloha Gilman. Um, that is nine players. Would you guys like to vote anyone off? Yes, we would. Yes. All right. The bye, Val. <laughs> Three, two, one. Khalid. Cream. Yep. Mm, all right. I give it to you. Jeff was a little suspect on the enunciation. Uh, I, uh, I, rest I rest my case. Coincidentally, Khalid Kareem was the ninth player in the rankings. <laughs> no um, way. So. Shocking. <laughs> Cooper, you don't want to press your luck? No. Nope. Nope. I'm, I'll take my 
I'll take it with one. All right, so no double or nothing. So in eighth, Jalen Elliott, safety, University of Notre Dame. Shocker. In seventh, we have Aloha Gilman, mm. also safety, also University of Notre Dame. That was a dope <laughs> play. We just ripped the ball out of the guy's hands. That was awesome. Sean's like pick and play. Heisman <laughs> ball, one play. Heisman moment. Heisman moments. Yeah, that's what you need. <laughs> you have a tie for fifth. Um, so Jonathan Taylor's had a bit of a fall fall from grace, mm-hmm. as is fitting for his Badgers. So he is tied with Drew Locke, who is a newcomer to the poll. And that leaves us with our final four. Um, and we do have a tie in here, so we only have three rankings. Do you guys have any predictions for who's number one? So Will, Will Greer. Okay, with Tua and Will Greer. Will Greer, for the third straight week, is number one. However, his lead has shrank by a ton to Dwayne Haskins Sr. One point difference, uh, 25 to 24. That leaves us tied for third. We have Kyler Murray and Tua Tagliavoa. Um so there you have it. Will Greer holding on by the skin of his teeth. I Big barely game. got through that. I had to stand up. That was too Big. much. I'm I'm excited for my guy, Drew Locke. Big game this weekend at Georgia. No, home for Georgia. Ooh, that is big. Mizzou, three and zero. Watch out. A lot of Heisman points. He's only four points behind Tua and Kyler, oh, so he could eleven touchdowns, over a thousand yards already. Just mm. Look out for it. Sounds like a one-dimensional offense, but all right. Um, you can so, take a team out of the Big 12. You can't take the Big 12 out of the team. No. No, you cannot. Uh, we also ranked nine teams for the college football playoff poll this week. Um, so a lot of good on us for uh, consistency. No ties, though, unlike the NFL. Wow. Um, a clean race. Do, do you guys want to take a, take a stab at who was last, who was number nine? Without knowing any of the teams, except for I guess the ones you voted on, uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish or Mississippi State. Mm. I submit. Both. I submit both. You submit both. <laughs> it is indeed Penn State. Penn who State is, is nice. Who's putting Penn State on their lists? Well, it's Cooper. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> so Penn State has got a little weird this week. I'll admit it. They did. They did. Um, so Penn State's in last. Uh, coming in at eight uh, are the Bulldogs of Mississippi State. Yep. Seventh, the University of Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I think they're up a point, up a space from last week. Um, they earned and in, it. And in sixth, we have the Aga Bulldogs. So what conferences do you guys think are represented in the top five? Well, the SEC is going to have two. The Big 12. The Big Ten is going to have one, and the ACC. Yep. Okay. All right. Any predictions about who's number one? Alabama. Ohio State. No, wait. Because he has John Stupid. Uh, yeah. Ohio State. <laughs> Ohio State is. I forget that one. we're not operating in the realm of, <laughs> of, of rationality here. No. <laughs> Ohio State is number one. LSU. Almost number two. <laughs> so close. So close. But Alabama is number two. They've got a two-point oh, lead that on been LSU. Awesome. Two Ohio awesome. State quarterbacks, number one and number two. Yeah. So and, dope. Uh, do you want to guess who's the last spot in? Well, we haven't said – so the teams left are Clemson, Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma's in. Clemson's out because you hate Clemson. Um, I don't hate Clemson. 
Jeff hates Clemson, and it's my vote actually that I kept Clemson in. Clemson's uh, at four, Oklahoma in five. Um, so there you have it. Our our college football playoff teams: Ohio State playing Clemson, and Alabama plays LSU. Uh, so I am very here for those matchups. Yeah, I am well, too. I mean, I'm really excited for a the actual LSU Bama game this year. That's be fun. Game of the century part two. I would love three, actually. a six-three game. <laughs> would love it. I know at most people hate that. That like is the know. best college football scenario in the world. A, a six-three <laughs> game that Coach O wins would be. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> I would rewatch that game for days on YouTube. That would be great. These are these are different offenses. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think two is getting held points. As much as I would love to see that happen. All right. Cooper's yawning. John's. Is that everything? Is that all we got? Oh, that's all we got on that. Yeah. All we right, did the live pipe lock. Yeah. Yep. All right. Tune in next week to see if John continues his, his Cleveland Browns ask lead pipe lock streak. My torrid run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, waste of data. Cooper, let's start with you because you have uh, quite a few candidates. Why did I write down card? I don't know what that means. My notes no longer make any sense. That point oh, of the night. I get it. I get it. All right. Figured it out. Anyways, I'm going to go with FanDuel. So I read an article today about how FanDuel is not going to honor a like, pretty ridiculous um, bet. So at some point during the Broncos-Raiders game, the Raiders uh, had the lead, took the lead with like a couple minutes left. I think like two minutes left. And FanDuel posted a line. I'm trying to find it to like get you the exact line. Um, the Broncos were 750 to one underdogs, which is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> and so, of course, someone put like a $1,000 or not $1,000, $100 bet um, on that line and won because the Broncos, of course, kicked. You know, McManus had a field goal with like 18 seconds left, um, and they won. So he was expecting his payment of $82,610, you know, $82, which is a lot of money on a $110 bet. But FanDuel is claiming that there was an error in making the line and instead offered to pay the guy off, uh, pay him basically $500, um, and maybe give him some Giants tickets. Uh, but I think the guy is going to sue FanDuel instead. I just thought that was an awesome story. So, way to go, FanDuel. Uh, that sucks. Like, I don't know. Really, I guess they can get away with it because it's kind of like within like gambling laws. I guess like there's room for error. Uh, but that, man, that would suck to think you were going to like win that much money and then oh, not. They would have to admit that they're actually gambling, though. Um, so, I think it. What do you mean, admit that they were gambling? Well, FanDuel claims that all their products are based on skill, not um, chance. Interesting. So, yeah. I know it takes place in, like, New Jersey. I don't know if that means anything. Who knows? You know way more than me. Um, I do want to include this one. Positive uh, waste of data. Space, two, uh, Space Jam 2 is for sure happening. That's, like, confirmed. Um, the director of Black Panther is going to produce it with LeBron. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Isn't LeBron producing producing like two other like a drama and a comedy too? Just 
he's, he's producing he's, lots of things. He's producing a show based on Ben Simmons. Yes. Yeah. Where the central conflict is whether or not he can shoot with his left hand or his right hand. <laughs> shoot with both. <laughs> Neither. He's yeah. also like coming out with that show. I think it's on HBO. It might be a YouTube show where he's like basically attacking the uh, NCAA. And talking about all these players who don't make any money. Yeah. Cool story. All right, John, do you have a waste of data? Yeah, my waste of data is the Washington Nationals. Um, they <laughs> sold their team down the river, and they are now one game behind the Philadelphia Phillies uh, for second place in the NL East. So joke's on them. Um, you know, <laughs> they, had a, they didn't actually have the garbage team they thought they had. They weren't the Mets like we all thought they were. Um, but it uh, looks like they might not catch the Phillies anyway, which is really the worst of all the worlds because they didn't get to be terrible and get better – I don't know, whatever you get when you get to be terrible. Um, and they're also not going to make the playoffs. Also, wasted data to all these people posting on the Phillies message boards about how the Phillies can still make it in. And um, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Um, not mathematically eliminated. Not, not yet. There's still a chance. Um, so I'll dovetail into some baseball talk. My wasted data is Yankee Stadium because the Red Sox, again, lost to the Yankees tonight. And three separate times... The Yankees' right-handed hitters were either jammed or mishit balls off the end of the bat that went out of the ballpark to right field at Yankee Stadium. Uh, and David Price has, uh, to, to quote one Pedro Martinez, he, the Yankees are his daddy. Um, he cannot, he's like 0-6 now as a Red Sox in Yankee Stadium, which does not bode well considering the Yankees and Red Sox will likely meet uh, at some point in the playoffs. So uh, I am a little concerned. Um, a little concerned. I actually just remembered my real waste of data. Can I share it now? Please. So the Red Sox are transporting a 2018. This uh, is awesome. Yes. Banner, <laughs> and it fell out of the back of the truck. And some random guys saw it after someone ran it, ran it over on the side of the road. And they stopped thinking that they could pick it up because it would be a bunch of jerseys that they could take and sell. Um, and then they opened it up, and they found out that it was the banner. And there's a video of them like showing yes, it off the video. To, the, to the local news station where one guy gets angry at the other one because he's holding it upside down. So they flip it completely around, and it's entirely reversible. Um, there's, no, there's no upside down. But the accents are there. They're yes. all dressed just like you'd expect someone who uh, drove over on the side of the road in Boston to pick up what he thought was a huge supply of jerseys that he could sell on the black market. Um, <laughs> and it's great. It's, it's, it's peak Boston. <laughs> it, there's, there's a word for the kind of, like how you describe those dudes that starts with M and then blends it with a common, uh, common curse word. <laughs> That I don't think I can say on the show. Um, Classic fans of barstool sports. That's what they are. That's what they look like. <laughs> Dude, John on the offensive tonight. Yeah, wow. Wow. <laughs> Coming after him. Well, I mean, no, they're, they're, they're a Boston company, right? I mean, they're the Boston yeah, they're guys. Yeah, Boston company. Yeah, they're yeah. Boston guys. Yeah. Uh, all right. That is the show for the week. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's late. It's bedtime. We'll be back next week in advance of the Small Take Summit. We'll be going to Stanford, Notre Dame. Pumped for that. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Yeah, Cooper, something. 
Oh, I was just wanting to know what the rules are on streaming the Ohio State Penn State game during the uh, convocation. I'll defer to John on this one. Mm. Okay. Because, yeah, I'll, I'll defer to John on this Like, one. that's probably going to be on the big screen, right? At the Nerd Name Stanford game? Like, they'll put that up there. You can actually, you can probably find it inside the club area. Is that for they real? They do they that? Yeah, they normally have them on. That's ridiculous. It's not like, like they're not the ones in the main hallway, but on like the, the side hallways with like the drink machines. They normally have like, sometimes they'll like rotate through the other games. No, I will be fully committed Irish fan that night. Yeah, you I'll should. Casually checking this score every other minute. Heard it's going to be the Green Jersey game finally. No. no <laughs> many many are saying. It's not. <laughs> Let's start that rumor. We could be first. We could be. We could be the breaking news. There's no risk. <laughs> what do we have to lose? Uh, all right, we'll be back next week, same time. Until then. Dope.